Welcome everyone. This is the full 10 yards Ben podcast, part of Flea Flicker Ben. Um, no Jack, I don't know where he is, um, but we're going to record anyway because it's um, this is when we record. So there we go. Um, moving swiftly on, as you can see, the, the other two partners in crime are with us. Uh, Adam, Mr. Thatcher, Tips, how are you doing, sir? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, uh, it's nice, fun f- first week in the game uh, in the NFL. We had a lovely meetup in um, Birmingham, which was a very enjoyable night. Uh, I'm quite, kind of looking forward to uh, getting back to my normality and watching it on two <laughs> TVs this week and paying yeah. full attention to it, but uh, I enjoyed it anyway. And yeah, personally, I had a profitable week uh, for my website, not so much, but um, yeah, it, we'll get better this week. Oh, yeah. My, my, uh, we'll get into the, the into last week's bets. Short, I don't know, a shocker last week, but yeah, no, it was good. Uh, Birmingham is a bit of a, a miserable place, and uh, I didn't enjoy <laughs> driving back from Birmingham to uh, to Hampshire at five o'clock in the morning. But there we go. I did, no. I nearly, I did, uh, well, I, did, I, did, I won't say I nearly fell asleep, but it wasn't the, wasn't the most enjoyable of journeys. But there we go. Um, we were also welcoming uh, Jack Tuffy. Jack, how are you doing? I'm not going to be driving to Ireland anytime soon, so we don't care about having a meet up in Ireland. I'm uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, it was a good a uh, good week one, and most importantly, the Dolphins won, and they've started off the unbeaten season exactly like I said. And uh, yeah, I think they'll go the whole way this year, as I as I said before. There we go. We'll get maybe we'll get into some Miami stuff a bit later on. But just to recap, last week, obviously, uh, go and check. Well, I don't need to go and check the podcast now. But yeah, I had a shocker, one out of four. I uh, chose the wrong prop. I should have gone to Damien Damien Harris props, which I, I did did mention if you did happen to listen. Uh, Jack, you had three out of four. Adam, you had two out of four, and then uh, Beefy had four out of four as well. I'm, I'm I'm very surprised he wasn't the first one in the room to uh, <laughs> to chat all about that. But uh, yeah, let's say we'll we'll post all the bets out on our on our socials uh, if you uh, don't happen to. Uh, say if you only listen to part of it or, or whatever but we won't be here for a, a, a long time uh as again betting pods don't i don't want to be spending an hour talking about betting uh, as much as i you know, love a punt and, what, and whatnot but there we go um as we head into week two chaps obviously week one uh really small sample sizes to, to go off and it's quite hard you know, it's quite a lot of uh overreactions in some cases maybe in some some spread lines total lines etc etc but is there any yeah adam I'll start with you any particular kind of trend or anything that you took from week one or learned in week one that you might uh that maybe skewed your your, your eyes into week two better or for the rest of the season no like you said that's one of the keys for week two is not overreacting and just it's basically going against the big line moves is probably the best way to do it because there's there's been a few where teams like uh, the eagles obviously blew out the falcons and it's trying to figure out whether the falcons are terrible or whether the eagles are good and just trying to even out in the middle and figure out where where the actual line should be um the bengals this week are now into minus one again sorry plus one against the bears um i believe that was like three or four before the season and the bears i thought actually played pretty well so that that's one that i think there has been an overreaction maybe just be me being a pessimistic bengals fan but um little bits like that is just trying to figure out where the line has moved too much uh, and just trying to temper expectations on some good good performances from week one Absolutely, Jack. Anything from you? Anything you learned from week one apart from Miami going out the six seventeen though? Yeah. Uh, the main thing I noticed was I think the NFC is ridiculously open this year. I thought it'd be between the Packers and the Buccaneers. Neither team were really that impressive. I think there's about six teams to go in the NFC: um, Rams, even Saints, 49ers, Seahawks. Uh, whereas the AFC is a lot more uh, one-sided. I think it's really mm-hmm. between the Chiefs, and I don't really know if anyone's really going to touch them. But um, yeah, the NFC being really open is definitely the, f- the main thing I noticed in week one. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I tend to agree. I think it's kind of been like that a little for for a little while. AFC's kind of had cream of the crop, and then temper, uh, the NFC's kind of been well, temper obviously last year, but it's like a couple of front runners, and it's kind of like oh, kind of who hits the form at the right time. But um, I thought I thought the Browns played well last week against the Chiefs. Maybe mm. a, a different drive here or two is different result, and I, I'm still firmly of the uh, the opinion if they they meet it back again in the playoffs, I'll, I'll be back in the Browns. But yeah, when you got yeah, Mahomes and uh, under centre, yeah, he's gonna he's he's by far away the best uh, best quarterback in the in the AFC anyway. But um, everything I learned, Jacksonville were awful. Jacksonville were absolutely terrible. Um, don't like don't like the vibes coming out of that 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 gaff, and they could quite easily have the number one overall pick again uh, next year. So we obviously have to wait seventeen games, or maybe not even seventeen games, see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, uh, some other things for me: Tampa's Tampa Bay overs uh, again. There is it. Sean Murphy bunting obviously went out, and I think their mm. corners are a little bit thin. So I think obviously with Tom Brady and all the all the guys in, on the offense. Uh, Overs could be the way to to go over it in that one. Uh, okay, let's start us off then. Let's start for for week two, and let's start with the uh, handicap spread best bets of the week. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you. Yeah, I thought the uh, Miami Dolphins were very lucky to win last week. Frankly, um, I think the Patriots <laughs> should have won that game. I think they fairly fairly well controlled it. They had an extra seven seven or eight minutes of possession. They outgained them comfortably. Uh, and it's just the fact that Dolphins have got a fairly good defense was uh, the main factor there. The Jets do not, and the Jets lost offensive line talent on. Um, oh, I, w- over I, watched, the week as well. I watched that Jets Carolina game back this afternoon. Jets were absolutely awful on the yeah. offensive line. Jesus yeah. Christ. And that was with <laughs> Beckton for some of it. Beckton's out for quite a while now. Um, and the, the Jets, over, as overall, were were destroyed by Carolina. It was a crazily close store, score given the the way that game went down. So, yeah, I'm on uh, the Patriots minus six this week against the Jets. I think they should fairly comfortably cover that. Um, I have put them in a, ta- in a teaser with Denver, which brings it down to basically Denver need to win and the Patriots need to win. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't see those teams not winning. You, you can't imagine. And I'd also, also, sorry, is Belichick against the rookie QB. And his record against rookie QB is ridiculous, uh, but the the Pats aren't going to go over into. Yeah, I thought you were going to put say you're going to put uh, Pats in a taser and like Bill Belichick's got a taser up. <laughs> he, um, he probably has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Zach Wilson had to pull a few rabbits out of the hat in that first. Time. I think I, mm. I heard a stat whilst I was listening to it. I think if you took out uh, Corey Davis's big well, one big play in that first half, I think they had like. 30, 30 plays for 31 yards or something, just whilst the, the next play was then a, a one yard or a no yard gain to, to Braxton Berrios or something stupid like that. Really. <laughs> yeah, he had um, like seven receptions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, what doing? yeah the, only, the, the name I always heard in that game was bloody Shaq Thompson, you know, with a, well, a foot that pick and tackles and sacks and all the rest of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good game. But yeah, we're not here to talk about the Jets. Um, you mentioned yep. the other team there. I mean, that you've got the teaser. They are the. the uh, the, the means of my best bet, handicap bet of the week, Denver nice. minus six. Um, Denver uh, easily handled the, the Giants last week uh, once they got going. And so as we saw, Giants put up a bit of a fight on Thursday night football um, against the Washington football team. And Denver Denver minus six, mile high, September. Teams aren't going to be in, in the most peak peak of conditions. Uh, and let's like say Jacksonville were absolutely awful last week. And like, you know, everyone's kind of given Houston credit, which is fine. Uh, I just don't really like the way that Urban Meyer's setting about himself and you know, just kind of filtering and bleeding in through the team. So uh, I, I fully expect Denver and, and Teddy Bridgewater to, to just 
turn, not not turn up and win, but just cut, you know, take care of business and win this one quite comfortably. Uh, Broncos five and one against the spread in their last six week two games. Don't know how I got that stat, but I did. Um, yeah, I, I just think yeah, mile high. First home game. You know, it was great to hear crowds back last week. Uh, especially in in some games where it was quite raucous, uh, especially like Kansas places like Kansas City, Denver get quite behind their team as well. Especially when they're winning, uh, and I think you know once they get on the board, I know there's no Jerry Judy, but there's there's KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, and and Courtney Sutton, and Noah Fant, and Albert O. Um, more than enough there for Teddy Bridgewater to to throw five yards at, uh, and they get a lot of yak. So yeah, Denver minus sixty uh, is my is my favourite uh, handicap. But I might I, I might take advantage of what you said there, but the teaser getting the Patriots and the uh, and Denver down to essentially a pick them but so uh, yeah denver minus six for me jack where are you going for uh week two handicap also denver minus six um hey. yeah basically everything you said can't can't disagree with any of it um i thought that they were very good against the giants but i did think the giants were poor but then after watching thursday night football last night they didn't seem as bad as uh denver made them look so yeah all it does yeah. is basically echo that denver are a decent decent team um yeah. Jacksonville, I don't know what's going on there. There seems to be trouble in camp. Like even the Tim Tebow thing is just a huge distraction in the offseason. Like it didn't really make much sense to me. Um I can't believe it's less than a touchdown, to be honest. I thought it'd be maybe nine point five. So when I seen six, I think it's five point five yeah. gone to six now. It's definitely my best bit of the week. Yeah, no, it screams to me like an eight point five, nine point nine point gap, and and also as well, you've got that that Denver defense is a decent unit, um, you know, best out of yeah. the four poly units on the field, and like I say, Trevor Lawrence throwing three was it three interceptions to Houston's defense? I mean, yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ, um, yeah, and I say, yeah, you know, without making it a Jacksonville beatdown podcast, uh, I don't know what it was doing with James Robinson last week, but uh, just didn't use him, and I don't know why. You know, you're just um, you're making Trevor Lawrence throw. 20 million times what you, what you yeah, gonna do? made no sense yeah no good idea yeah the, the broncos have got the easiest start in all the league um so yeah. give it to week four and then you want to fade them i reckon yeah um because the, they'll be overpriced then and i don't know who they've got in week four but i know the first three games for them were really easy um so you you're looking to fade them after this yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. I took Denver in quite a lot of uh, defenses for fancy fancy. Uh, whilst everyone was right. taking your Tampa Bay Buccaneers and all this shit, but there we go. Okay, uh, then, then sorry, Denver. I got the Jets next week, and then the Ravens in week four. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, judging judging by the value of the Ravens again, that's not a difficult difficult contest either. <laughs> not so but much. There we go. And, yeah. and then the Steelers. So who knows? Oh God. Um, right. Okay. Let's move on then from handicaps to totals. Uh, Jack, we'll start with you. What are you going for totals wise? <laughs> I'm going with the, the Cowboys and the Chargers over 54 and a half points. Um, I think that two really good offenses. Uh, Dak looked very good against Tampa Bay and Herbert was very good against Washington as well. Um, I just see this being a shootout between the two quarterbacks and 54 and a half. Is, it is high, but it's definitely reachable. Yeah, well, say if you anyone that was it likes getting on lines early, it was actually it was fifty or fifty one uh, Sunday night, Monday night, or Monday morning or whatever. And you can see it's, I think it's even up to fifty five now. And we must have the same uh, the same note sheet, Jack, because I've gone over <laughs> over Dallas and, and charges over fifty five. So um, yeah, pretty much what you say. It's, it's all down to the quarterbacks. Yeah, Dallas's defense has lost to Marcus Lawrence and probably Randy Gregory, I think, from what I read. Um, so Dallas's defense is going to be as toothless as a two year old. Um, is it two years? I don't know when they start getting the teeth. I don't have children, so I wouldn't know. But let's just say, let's say as toothless as a newborn child. Um, and, you know, the, uh, watching the Chargers game back last week against Washington, I, I thought they handled 
uh, that Washington defense really well. Uh, but again, they've not really pulled up any trees from from first night football either. So um, the offensive line for the Chargers really impressed me with Sean Slater and and he Justin Herbert had all day. And like you you bring the Dallas Cowboys um, to town on that on that defense, he's gonna he's gonna have the whole sixty minutes to throw for if he really wants to do it for one one snap for sixty minutes or well fifteen minutes. But you get you get my drift. Um, yeah, and like I say the Dallas Cowboys will just happily throw it all day um, like they did against Tampa. Michael Gallup's obviously not down, but Cedric Wilson isn't isn't that bad. Um, he's obviously not quite Michael Gallup, but he's not. Uh, he got involved quite early uh, last week against Tampa as well. So yeah, like I say, it's just going to be points in this one. I think Derwin James was questionable for this game as well, uh, which could be interesting. Uh, and the, the other the other guys' names escapes me as well. But uh, yeah, Joey Bo, um, yeah Joey Bosa can have a decent game, but yeah, Dak that's got more. He looked more than comfortable with with that Tampa that Tampa front seven coming at him. So yeah, I fully expect a lot of points. And I think as well uh, as, as we've always said on years years past in this on this podcast, the, the Chargers don't have home field advantage. I fully expect there to be more Dallas fans in that in that stadium in SoFi yeah. Stadium than, than Chargers. So. Um, not going to be it's not going to be a, a stout or a, a raucous atmosphere uh in in uh, california so yeah dallas uh, dallas and the charges over for me adam what are you going for totals um just a quick one on your guys obviously you've lost to marcus lawrence who was the main uh pass rush guy um the charges i think i heard earlier on the one podcast i listened to this year um the the charges only allowed a pressure on six out of 43 dropbacks for herbert which is just insane um, so yeah, if, if the O-line works that well again, then you're probably right there. Um, I'm going against what you said earlier with, uh, Tampa versus the Falcons under 51 and a half. Um, Wait, that's, I, just, that's the Falcons aren't going to score anything. They're not going to get double digits. Are they? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much that. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the, um, the O-line last week was shambolic for the Raven, uh, for the Falcons. Uh, the Eagles were all over them, and the Eagles were only bringing four players. They weren't even blitzing. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blitzed the most of any team in the league last week. They are going to be putting tons of pressure on Matt, Matt Ryan, and I just don't see the Falcons getting more than 10 points. So if you think the Tampa get 40, then fair enough. But I, I think that uh, under 51.5 is sensible. Uh, I don't generally go under. I have done two weeks in a row now, and if it fails again, I'm just going to pick an, under, an over next week. But... Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see the Falcons putting up many points in this one. Yeah, I, I can't go under in, in a Tampa Bay game. Just obviously, like I say, yeah, Matt Ryan, uh, he's not going to be upright for very long, but yeah, they could backdoor 14 points potentially. I know they did yeah. against the, the Eagles, but um, I don't like going unders in, in, uh, in the Tampa Bay games. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. I can see, I get, I get reasoning, and like I say, you know, Matt, if Matt Ryan dies, then yeah. He dies. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only one game in the season he does die. It's going to be this one. Um, yeah. Let's before we uh, before we uh, put Matt Cup Ryan in a coffin. Let's move over to uh, anytime touchdown scorers. Uh, Ryan was on the wall for me last week's betting with uh, Raheem Mostert going down within a couple of minutes, uh, which was lovely stuff. So hopefully we've fared better. I'm sorry for anyone that I put the curse on this week. Uh, my curse for this week's uh, anytime touchdown scorers: Kareem Hunt, eight to five. I think the Browns are just going to run all over the Texans. I know the Texans have played all right, but um, yeah, Texans. Are there to be run on, and I much prefer Cream Hunter eight to five than um, oh, obviously he's a pass, pass catching back anyway. But yeah, uh, I'd rather take take him at those odds than Chubbs at Chubb at like four or six or whatever he is. Um, the other the other one I liked was uh, Austin Eckler. He was uh, just a shade of odds on, but yeah, not everywhere has got uh, odds out yet. So I'm sure you can probably get scratch even somewhere for Austin Eckler. Which again, no no defensive line there for for Dallas, and he'll he'll have a, another efficient and and. Um, profitable game for, for him as well so uh, yeah Kareem Hunt main uh, with the honourable mention to Austin Eckler Adam favourite uh, anytime touchdown score bet for week two 
Yeah, I'm going back to the Patriots and going for Damian Harris this week. Yeah. He had all four of their red zone carries last week. Um, yeah. I do think they're going to reduce his workload after the fumble at the end of last game, um, which essentially cost them the game. Uh, they have said they are going to reduce it a little. So that, that's a slight worry. But against this Jets team, they should be out of sight and they should be able to rest him for the fourth quarter. Um, talking of that, it might be worth a random punt on um, Ramondre Stevenson as uh, 7-1, to one, I believe he is. Um, okay. But yeah, my, my one for this one is Damian Harris. I have put evens on here. Uh, I've just had a check and he is... You can get over evens. Uh, eight, 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 eight. Yeah, um, he's slightly bigger. Okay. At uh, 888, it's 2.15, which I'll let you do the maths on. I uh, don't know what that one is off the top 23 is 20, is it? That's what I was going to say, but I didn't think it was. So, uh, yeah, um, so slightly better there. But, yeah, anything over evens for Damien Harris, I'm happy with, with uh, the amount of carries he should get this week. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, I did put, just before we came out, I did put a bit on, uh, I did Hunt, um, Skybet sometimes do both players to score a touchdown. I don't know if yeah. anywhere else does it, but I did Hunt, Chubb, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and just Damien Harris on his own. That's 25 to 1 for those five. So I quite like that. Nice. Yes. Um, Jack, tell us who you fancy on the anytime touchdown score. If you and if you say Kareem Hunt, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I got with Najee Harris. Uh, it's not really about uh, the Steelers rushing. It's more the fact that uh, the Raiders can't defend the run. Um, against the Ravens, Tyson Williams got touchdown, and so did Latavius Murray. Um, I think the Steelers should win the game. Uh, I think they'll run the ball a lot and. Five to six, not a great price, but I do think it'll come in. And Sidney Harris has been, been very good in a preseason, very good in a camp and stuff. So, yeah, five to six. I, I also like um, Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins, four to one, um, just because yeah. Will Fuller is not going to be playing now. And, you know, he was, he was heavily involved. Um, four to one is a very good price, I think, especially after getting touched down last week. That's a good so price. There, there's two that I like. Yeah, I like that a lot. Nice one. Um, cool. All right. Um, is that it? I can't remember. Oh, is it props? Favorite props? props. Favorite prop. Yeah. There we go. Favorite prop. I mean, I've, I've, I've butchered the podcast anyway because I forgot to do Thursday night football recap. I'll do that at the end and cover it. Um, okay, props. Then let me. I can't remember what mine was because I had a couple uh, which I wrote. But uh, Jack, we'll start off with you. Favorite <laughs> prop for the weekend. I've actually gone with Cream Hunt over thirty nine <laughs> and a half shares. Of course you have. Of course you have. Yeah, basically, just, I think Houston there, well, probably the second worst team in the NFL after the Jags. But um, I expect the Browns probably be winning by maybe two or three scores after maybe the second quarter. So I expect them to rush a lot with uh, Chubb and Hunt. And yeah, I don't think they'll be throwing the ball much when they're winning. So forty yards, it's not, it's not, it's not too, it's not too high. Like I think um, you know, one or two good rushes, and you can be up on twenty-five with uh, Kareem Hunt. And with that, uh, Browns O line. <laughs> More than more than capable of getting it. Um, yeah, that's my main one. Thirty nine and a half rush yards, cream on to over. Cool. Uh, I'll go next. Cause my, I kind of stay in the same. So I've got. Uh, I've actually got. I've got Nick Chubb over eighty five point five rush yards. You probably, as I only looked in one or two places, so you can probably. Yeah, it might be. I thought that was actually quite low for someone that can hit a home run every every time he touches the ball. Ran quite well against Kansas City last week, uh, and then that's what they do. You know, Chubb can have a hundred yards in one quarter. Um, so I, I thought his line was maybe a, a tiny bit too large. I was maybe thinking late nineties, maybe even in the hundreds uh, against uh, the, the Texans. I don't know if that, again that might be skewed by the Texans' good performance last week, but they played the Jags, so 
Um, yeah, I don't know if we're getting a bit of a bit of a, a bit of leeway there, a bit of a buffer. The other one I had was uh, Zeke over 81 and a half receiving and rush yards combined. I know he didn't get much in the receiving game last week, but I think the Chargers, if they are going to be beat, can be beat a little bit over the in the linebacker in the, over the middle. So he could have a few dump offs or um, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'd say I, I think you know, considering the, the issues that that Dallas that might have, they might actually run towards, uh, might just try and run through them a little bit more so than the. Then they, yeah, it's not exactly the Tampa Bay front front seven. So uh, I thought Zeke's number yeah, for the combined rushing and receiving uh, again. I think they may be skewed a little bit. The fact that Zeke didn't get a lot in the passing game last week, I think he might try to get a little, especially with Gallup out as well. I know that Gallup's obviously the downfield guy, but uh, again, once a player goes down, it kind of gets spread out a little bit between other players as well. So uh, eight, eight one and a half receiving rush yards combined, I thought was quite low. But yeah, chub over eight five and a half. If you can get any lower, obviously uh, more the lower the better for me. Uh, Adam, what are you going for best prop of the week? Um, I had a couple of options on this one. I think I'm probably going to lump for Cole Komet over three and a half receptions. Um, he was he was 11 to 8 when I got on it. I think it's about 8 to 11 now, which is uh, obviously switched around. The Bengals allowed four receptions to Tyler Conklin last week, who's the Vikings tight end, and he's not the, he's not a key role in the, in the offense, whereas Cole Komet last week, he had seven targets, caught five of them. Uh, I think there's a, every chance he catches four this week. Um, the, the Bengals' defense has got better. I, I genuinely believe that. I think they had a good preseason. I thought they were pretty good last week. Uh, the linebackers actually played pretty well in the middle of the field, but the the, the Bears did seem to target come out a lot, so I think they'll carry on doing that. Uh, a couple others I wrote down was uh, Miles Sanders over 18 and a half receiving yards for the Eagles. They're probably going to be in a tougher game this week against the 49ers, um, but um, with Hurts under center, Sanders gets a lot of um, targets and a lot of carries. Uh, he got 39 yards and four catches last week. So over 18 and a half, I don't think is too extreme. And then the other one I looked at was Colton Sutton for the Broncos at 50.5. I've just checked. It's over. It's up to 54.5 now. He only had one reception on his return from injury last week. But with Jerry Judy out, I think he'll get more. I did have a quick look at Tim Patrick, hoping he'd be low. But he's on four and a half receptions and 48 and a half yards, which I can't. I think he will do it, but I don't want to back that one. I think I'd rather go Sutton on that one. But my one for the record books is Cole Komet over three and a half. Yeah. yeah, no, like it. They, yeah, I'd say about watching that, uh, watching the, the Bears Rams game in that casino. If you're in Birmingham, they um, they did make a point of um, having some plays specifically for Komet as well, which is always a good sign for involvement in the offense, isn't it? Well. I remember nothing of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. I was asleep on a sofa by then. So yeah, you pretty, yeah, you pretty much were. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like, like I say, yeah, like, like, I do, I do like that. I think uh, second year for, for Comet, isn't it? And uh, like I say, if you've got plays that are des- specifically designed to go to you, then like I say, they must think a bit of you. I mean, uh, not that you want to be particularly highly thought of from Matt Nagin and Co. But yeah, yeah this, <laughs> we, not, we're, trying, we're, we're here trying to win money, aren't we? So we don't, we don't care how crap Matt Nagy is at play calling. And the fact that Andy Dalton only threw for what was it over ten yards twice or something? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was not expensive. There we go. Well, well, that's going to do it. I say, we don't, make sure you keep uh, tabs on the social medias. Uh, obviously, tdtips.com for Adam's uh, great previews uh, every each and every week. Um, he has promised to to keep his words down this week. As, as mm. far as I'm, how, have you have you started that yet? How many words are you at? Uh, I've done a mildly short preview for uh, the first game. It was uh, Bills versus Dolphins. I managed to keep it to a mild. Uh, I can't even see it at the moment. 10,000 10, words. 
Ten thousand uh, yeah, dollars for dolphins. It, yeah, yeah, pretty much all dolphins plays. Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, six thousand and an extra three thousand last week. It was ridiculous. Um, this week will be less because I don't have time. Um, so it has to be. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, let's say at full 10 yards for your, for your fiery five or tick at, at full 10 underscore yards for the fiery five on TikTok, which got off to a steaming cold start. So that's excellent. Uh, and say so all of our bets will be at full 10 yards on Twitter and obviously at Betting Flea uh, for, for Jack's feed. We are off to go and find Jack because we're not quite sure where he is, but there we go. Um, no, no not that. Yeah, beefy. Right, no, what, what was that Jack's handle though? I don't think he gave out Jack Tuffy. Oh, well, oh, wait, let me guess. At, oh, wait, at Jack T underscore 95. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Fish, fish, fish. He's, been, he's been he's been all over my DMs for like DMs for about three years now. So it's, <laughs> it's good to have him on board. <laughs> and uh, at touchdown tips, obviously for oh, that. Uh, no, which way are we going? That way, that way, that way. For Come Adam's on. great work. There we go. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with uh, with all four the four horsemen in tow. But yeah, like I say we're off to go and find Jack. So good luck with your bets. Please gamble responsibly, and we'll be back next week. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,